I'm Jeff Gibson. And I'm Shanna Paxton. And we are the, the movie, movie lovers. lovers. Welcome. Hello. To a bonus episode of the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this episode, we will only be reviewing the much anticipated, much talked about, much much buzzed about Nomadland by Chloe Zhao starring Francis McDormand. And so let's get right on into it. We're one of those lucky people that can travel anywhere. Yes, ma'am. I and they sometimes call you nomads. My mom said that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. Not the same thing, right? No. My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire. I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. I like work. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Welcome to Badland Spa. What the nomads are doing is not that different than what the pioneers did. I think Fern's part of an American tradition. Oh, he's going to come right through the glass. My dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. I've met hundreds of people out here, and I don't ever say a final goodbye. Let's just say, I'll, I'll see you down the road. And I do. I see them again. And I can be certain in my heart, I'll see you again. And that was from the trailer to Nomadland. When we review a movie, we typically like to start off by talking about the good, what worked for us about a film, what its strengths were, and then talking about the bad, what flaws were there, what sucked about a film, what did not work for us. And then usually we have a spoiler section after weighing the good and the bad and giving our final score. We have a spoiler section with final thoughts. Shannon, do you feel like we'll need a spoiler section for Nomadland? I don't think so. Okay, so we'll we'll talk broadly about this, uh, the good and then the bad. But first, let's just give some context on some setup here. Nomadland is a movie that, thanks to the pandemic, for us has been a long time coming. It was originally supposed to hit theaters in December. I remember this because Chloe Zhao was going to have another movie hit in like I think November called The Eternals for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then she was going to have a small film in mid-December. 
And the film definitely did the festival circuit. If you look through IMDb's release schedule, this thing, like many movies, hit all the festivals. But the first actual release of any kind, theatrical release of any kind of this film, was not until January 29th for a limited IMAX run. And I thought that was going to be the actual release. And so that screwed up my programming because I thought we were going to review it at the end of January. That was not the case. It finally officially opened yesterday at the time we were recording. That's Friday, the 19th of February. It hit theaters and Hulu simultaneously. So... In our case, uh, many of the theaters are still closed, but there's an AMC that's 30 miles away or half an hour away from where we live that was playing this movie, and we almost went, but um, some personal expenses have prevented that from happening, unfortunately. For those who are not familiar, Nomadland is... According to IMDb, about a woman after losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. Frances McDormand is said woman. David Strathairn also appears in the film and as Shanna said, this is um, based on a book by Jessica Bruder screenplay uh, was adapted by chloe zhao okay shanna so it seems like after all this time through festivals or the imax screening or illegal means everybody except us has seen this movie (laughs) because anytime i go on to filmstagram or whatever there seems every week for the past two months there's a new review of this film some people won't exactly say how they saw the movie um, prior to this weekend so after all this time after all this buzz does nomadland live up to the buzz around it and whether or not that's the case what is the good about nomadland so I might be a little biased. Uh, today is Mercury retrograde at its highest, and I'm on my period. So, like, my emotional state is really high. So my empathy, my ability to empathize and feel what others are feeling is very high. So just well, to give context. For people who don't understand, what's the Mercury retrograde mean? Is that something that, like, affects your feelings directly? So... I know what this is intuitively, (laughs) like I feel it, but just to give people a sense of what it is. So Mercury retrograde is an optical illusion, which means it looks as if the planet is moving backwards from our view here on Earth. But astrologers believe that during this perceived backwards motion, technology and communication could get disrupted. And as far as I understand, anything that needs your attention all bubbles up to the surface um, and things are already tense when you have your period and then Mercury retrograde hits and you're like, what the fuck? Okay. So that, that's where my emotional state is right now. All right. Just wanted to make sure for those who are not <laughs> familiar with that, what that means, you're about to share your thoughts on the film. Go ahead. 
I really like this film. I did think that it lived up to the hype because it was showing me something that I had never been exposed to before. This is about van dwelling. So nomad, a nomad taking the form of van dwelling. You convert your van into a livable space, a functional space, and that is your home. And you... You may, you know, go and retire somewhere essentially and live there in your van, but then, you know, travel Mm -hmm. occasionally too. And others in this film are depicted as going to in-season work. So working for Amazon during Christmas, working for a, not like a Seven Flags or Six Flags, whatever that place is called, but something similar during summer. Mm. Um, like I, an amusement park? Yeah, like an amusement mm-hmm. park or, okay. or arcade place, you know, something okay. chintzy or whatever. But it would appear that the main purpose of this lifestyle is to proactively heal, is what I got from it. Hmm. There's obviously elements, factors that lead a person into choosing this, uh, this lifestyle, whether it's grief or loss, financial loss or PTSD or just a need to feel free. Hmm. There's lots of different reasons, but they're all being proactive people. Hmm. And they're all coming together in this community and learning from each other and having these really sweet, sweetly filmed workshops. Um, And something that I noticed... Uh, in the story building of the of this community is all these people are teachers of some kind. They know something, they know a lot about something, and then everybody's gathering around and learning from that person. So whether it's, hey, come look through this telescope, here's Jupiter and here's this star, we are only seeing this star because the light has only come to us now. You know, it takes years and years for that to happen. So it's really interesting and fascinating how they've filmed and weaved the story of all these people, these nomads connecting with nature, life experiences and communicating with each other and seeing each other, just really participating in life. It's not at all what one might think at first is like, oh, you're cutting yourself off from society. Mm-hmm. It's rather the opposite. They're finding connection again between people, nature, and the universe. Hmm. I love Frances McDormand's performance in this. I love her character. I think she is so fearless and brave and smart. And at the same time, I also feel her pain when she doesn't speak about the loss of her husband at first Mm. and that's just really interesting to me in the beginning of the film we start out really dark and there's blue hues really putting us in this mood of like sadness but then as she's coming to the workshop that seems to take place in a desert type setting somewhere out in the Bundus. Yeah, to be clear, this is an FTF. It's like a whole camping or organi- uh, re- uh, retreat sort of thing, or camper retreat, I should say, where ah. people in their RVs come. Uh, you know, it's not an indoor thing. Uh, there are workshops. It's a support group sort of thing. 
for the for these nomads. Then the film really comes alive. Mm. You get all these different warm light, all these different textures, kind of purples, pinks. And so I really like how the film transforms then. I like that we get to see her interact with people from her past mm-hmm. before van dwelling and people that she's met along the road with her van dwelling days. Mm-hmm. And it's very different interactions. And I just love how that strengthens this belief in the, in that lifestyle she's chosen. Mm-hmm. In conclusion, the movie is this really strong film filled with emotions. There's really uplifting moments like a, a girl's birthday party. There's really sad moments. There's very human things that happen, like going poop in a van, in a bucket, you mm. know. There's happy moments. There's moments of power, powerlessness. And there's moments of really being fired up and excited about being alive mm-hmm. in the world. So I, I think this film lives up to its, up to its hype. Hmm. Okay. We haven't talked about this, you and I, mm-hmm. prior to this. So right, things might be a little rough for me. Oh, what did, okay. What did you think? Well, yeah, we literally just finished watching the movie, had lunch, and started recording. So I have a lot of uh, thoughts. First of all, this is only our second uh, 2021 review, and it is a 2021 movie as it was finally released in no earlier than January of 2021. So. You know, the whole awards season has kind of fudged things and make things confusing because the Academy Awards kind of moved its deadline to, uh, I think, this week or next week for movies to be considered. And so that really kind of fudges with what's considered a 2020 movie as far as awards go. Uh, This is a 2021 movie. All right. So. It's a it's an and it's a movie that I've been looking forward to seeing and Shanna I will say like I really miss going to the theater and <laughs> yeah. I was really feeling it while watching this film because I don't want to oversell it and give the wrong impression but because it's so matter of fact about it but the cinematography in this film, the landscapes it captures, either in the background or, or what have you, is so stunning and gorgeous uh, that I really felt, even though we're watching on a, I don't know, a 45, 50-inch screen, it felt diminished. Um, and, you know, and then you have all these daylight glares or whatever, you know, in the, in the room and stuff. So... I was really affected by this film, but I really was longing for the day that we could go back to the movie theater to watch these kinds of films. And I wish that we were able to have done so in this case, even though they were, um, it's obviously available and out there. We just have to travel a little. So this film gave me all kinds of feelings it's not even melodramatic i would say it's it's arc it's story doesn't have peaks and valleys it's a very steady sort of line and in a way you know just maybe a slight slope and 
there is a word that kept occurring to me while experiencing this film, and I really feel like it's more of an experience than a story, per se, in the traditional sense. And that word is melancholy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I felt very melancholic during the course of the film because it's so moving. Mm. It's so moving. And and, And it doesn't even make a big deal about how moving it is. It's just... These people, it's just you just feel like you're spending time with real people and you're just experiencing life. And yet there's a lot of interesting things that are spoken to in this film. Um, it starts off, uh, someone has a tattoo. It says, home is, is it home. Is it just a word or something you carry with you? And obviously, I think the sense, the idea of home is something that is consistent throughout the film. She says at one point, I'm not homeless, I'm houseless. Yeah, there's a difference between the two. Right. And then later on, uh, she says something about like what's remembered lives. And so there's this consistent concepts about what constitutes a home and also about like our mortality as well and and he in our connections too this this is about a woman who has lost everything and lost even a zip code right like we learn in the opening text that this place that she lived in its zip code was discontinued because of the recession the entire community just collapsed and people were forced to scrounge and figure out like uh, another path and go elsewhere or whatever you know and and in this case for her it meant living in a van and driving and one one thing that, that's really interesting that is very important aspect of this film is she has a very insistent and determined need to be self-reliant she has people who come up to her and offer her help or offer her different resources and very often she just very curtly says no i'm okay you know, I got this. I'll be fine. Whatever. And I don't know that she necessarily learns this based on how we leave her. But it feels like during the course of the film, she learns that she does, even even while being a nomad, she does need people. She does need connections. She does need a community. And... At first, she's very standoffish about even going to this FTR, FTF thing mm-hmm. that, that has the workshops you're speaking to. She's like, no, I don't think I'm going to go. But she finds herself, I don't remember, something happens that's a little bit of a challenge, but it makes her decide whatever it was to, to go to this thing and be with people. And she finds a community there and she learns skills and she has real connections with people. Uh, some she never sees again. And some she does, right? 
Uh, there's that's another idea that's that's represented in the film. This idea that there's no final goodbye. There's a see you down the road, and whether that's a month, whether or not that's a year, whether that's several years, eventually you will see each other again. And in one in one case during someone's uh, funeral, like that's a sentiment that's expressed. I'll see you down the road, you know, to that to that person who passed. So there's a lot here that's so gentle and so matter of fact, but very powerful and moving in that. And you know, Chloe Zhao, she she got a lot of attention a couple of years ago for a film called The Writer, which I was very mixed on. It was it starred a guy who had suffered some very serious head injuries from uh, from a rodeo. And he Ouch. just and it was about a guy who suffered very serious head injuries from a rodeo and he wanted to get back and he couldn't. And he was just kind of dealing, trying to deal with that change in his life. Right. And what, mm-hmm. what does his life mean now and stuff? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it got rave reviews. I was very mixed on it, not mixed on Nomadland at all. This is a much more powerful, much more successful and beautiful film in my estimation than uh, the writer was. So I was really blown away by it. And I kind of started it saying, okay, well, kind of tongue in cheekly expect to be blown away. And very quietly and gradually, I kind of was by this film. I think a, a comedy version of this is Lost in America. Hitting the road, seeing the country. Uh, and oh, yeah. It's like it's opposite on the spectrum, but of similar. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the sense you get the landscapes and everything and, and the desolate. And and this this movie has that except instead of having a nest egg the entire system uh collapses and takes everything from you so you don't have a nest egg at all you don't have anything and so you're forced to go out on the road rather than choosing to go out on the road and and just live life and see the see the country so those are my those are my preliminary thoughts about what i appreciated about this film did you have anything uh to add I think everything that you're saying is, you know, really complimentary and beautiful about this film. But how unique is it that this film was shot, you know, it was meant to come out. When was it meant to come out? Before COVID? In December. In December. So it was, okay, without COVID in mind or with COVID in mind? Uh, No, I mean, oh, you're talking about like did the... Before the pandemic happened. Yeah. It was scheduled for December. Okay, so it was meant to be this sort of Oscar bait kind of film well yeah during the award season yeah okay so here's what i find so interesting covid happens we're kind of separated from our families to an extent we're separated from our friends Mm -hmm. pretty much all our friends and you know it's like we're lacking connection in a way that's beyond, oh, we're just letting our face get sucked into social media. It's like this, like we physically cannot be together with other people. And here's this film that's all about the gratitude, appreciation, the benefits of making little connections with others, whether Mm. it's to have a a pretend spa day or to learn about self-reliance mm-hmm. or to be there just to say i 
I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to lie to you. What you're going through is not easy and there's nothing I can say that will make it better, but know that I'm with you. So all these beautiful human connections, like seeing it in this film while we're going through a pandemic, it's like Nomadland is this sweet little advertisement for once we can all get back together, let's really strive for human connections. Let's be even better at making human connections, mm. even better at being teachers and being students of each other's. It's it's like this big yearning is is like growing after seeing this film. It's like, I really wish we could be with not only our, our people, but like I want to make new connections too. Yeah. And you can't really do that right now i mean we're getting closer i hope and you know if we look at all the characters a lot of them i would venture to guess they're they're probably mostly over 40 years old oh no that's definitely true more not 40 they're all like 60 plus like i would say 80 percent of the cast are seniors in this uh film Mm -hmm. which is also very interesting Yeah, well, and also concerning because I know a character says, well, I found out my social security benefits were $500, and I I guess that's $500 a month. And she spoke about how she worked her entire life from age 12, and that's all she gets. Yeah. It's it's terrible. It's a terrible system. And then, you know, occasionally we see a a young crowd, and I, I find that very interesting. Yeah, you definitely don't get much of a sense of those people as much as you do everyone else in the film. But with also the age group that you see comes, like I said before, that that sense of mortality. And there's a really profound moment that really speaks to this idea of having things like the, you know when you're doing when you're when you're a part of this community being a nomad the, you have to have less and less things right so you have to shed so many of your possessions and there's this idea of having things that grandparents made for you mm. and giving them away that is so quietly profound and just like wow like there's preciousness about that and i i thought that was really fascinating concept to to illustrate and speak to like it kind of speaks to this idea of like when you go you can't take these things with you right yeah you know and so these people are essentially living that you know you can't take any these things with you when you're when you're any when you're traveling you know and you're Mm -hmm. or you're living in a van or whatever you know they have a scene where they see uh, not to get too specific, but there is a there is an RV show kind of scene. Oh, that and was so sweet. These are so like <laughs> giant and luxurious, and these people can never afford these things. But to dream in them, compared to these cold, old, dank vans that they have to do whatever they can to make not look ratty, <laughs> you know, and to upkeep. It's just when that's the case, you don't have the luxury of having much more than what you need. Right. And so this idea of having to give up things that you've had for decades since childhood or what have you from your grandparents or other family members that made just for you 
is a very profound thing I found. So there's a lot of profundity and, and beautiful moments in this film. Well, I also appreciated when she had to have a conversation and explain, I know that a lot of people don't see the value of making this a home from inside out, you know, from the inside to Right, the work that she's done, yeah. But it's her home. Yeah. And I think she's very proud of it. Would she like to have that massive RV with the big leather seat? Yeah. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Right. But I also think she... Probably easier on the rump. Yeah. But I also think that she really does appreciate what she does have. Right. Like what you're saying, all these little things... Um, and possessions and I also love the idea that she's keeping her sentimental pieces she has a plate that her father her father would collect these plates and eventually he had the whole set for her I think 18th birthday or something significant you know that was beautiful how much she cared for that item what struck me about that I know exactly what you're talking about what struck me about that I noted it is that the character building that Frances has done the work of this character that she's done is remarkable because she has a whole history behind this character and, yeah. and the themes that she has with her and and stuff and and she's just absolutely remarkable in this film you know and this is not it, it, she's a completely different character than the character you see in three billboards outside emmy Missouri. god Com- i love that character completely ca- different character <laughs> than marge gunderson in uh, far in fargo uh, she, somehow this woman is able to find more and more notes to play mm. as an actress and 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 find the, this this new skin and and human truce to unearth as she gets older and older it's it's quite remarkable so we're we're gushing a little bit you have one more thing to say i will say that i just find her acting so phenomenal her microfacial movements mm-hmm. she picks up you know in the beginning she picks up a coat from the storage unit yes yes and you know you know whose coat that is just because of what she does with it, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, I I was going to say earlier and forgot, there's a whole thing with a dog and she's very reluctant and she gives that dog a reluctant pat on the head and just <laughs> quickly walks away. Yeah. You know, that that Yeah, she has to disconnect. <sighs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it speaks to a that self-sufficiency but also like this this great reluctance she has to make lasting human connections of any kind um, or lasting connections so all right we have to move on well, is there anything that you any issues you had with the film what was the bad in nomadland was this a, a flawless film i didn't really see bad look i mean the only thing that i could comment on is like if you haven't had these life experiences if you've never put a loved one's piece of clothing into storage and then smelt it a year or two later like there's no way you're going to know what's going on right yeah so there might be moments that you know people who who haven't had those life experiences they're not going to be able to relate to it or, or maybe they will i don't know the only and it's not even like a fault it's just uh this might be a film that grows on you mm. as you grow yeah uh, and it you might not get it right now. You'll, you'll maybe only get it a decade from now after some experiences. Yeah. But no no flaws, nothing that stood out to you. as was like, oh, eh, that doesn't sit as well or 
Look, I, I don't know this nomad life. So, like, I couldn't... Do you feel like you need to? I couldn't point out inaccuracies. Right, right. I think that minus the uncertainty of financial stability, mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful life because they're really participating in life in a very different way and what seems to be a really authentic way it's kind of desirable like i would not be able to to van dwell um, especially when i saw the scene where she had to take a shower or do her makeup or uh, she was doing something some self-care thing yeah she was cutting her hair yeah uh while there were moths in the bathroom yeah at this public place and i was like no i'll die so <laughs> that was something that, that was I beautiful though beautifully couldn't shot. help but wonder is she has to take a shower somehow at yeah. some point how does she pull that off and we don't we see her one scene take a shower but we don't like get a sense of where or how and how does she do that on a regular well i think she was doing it in like these campsites oh or par- really or parking sites what are they rv okay. sites sure yeah yeah oh so. okay that's a, that's a thing so I really like admire nomads that Vandwell. I have a question for you. Uh, sometimes this movie will make a cut and she has all of a sudden another job. And uh, yeah. there's no information, no context prior to that. She just all of a sudden she has this other job and she's doing it. Did those kind how did those kinds of cuts work for you? The only time I was jarred was when she would open the van door. Oh, really? Um, which I think happens maybe three or four times. That's so, more of a sound design. As, yeah. As giant, but, but, you know, I grew up with that sound. We mm-hmm. had a van. Yeah. So that would sometimes jar me because usually there would be this quiet moment happening mm-hmm. and then I would hear it. Mm-hmm. And that would be a little like, whoa, what's happening? I guess maybe it's to like wake you up. I don't know. But when things are changing, I quickly got the sense that, okay, she's going to go where the work is. And she's kind of going to travel, like, think of I-5. Like, she's going to get off over here for this time of the year, get off over there for that time of the year. So I wasn't really bothered with that. And, you know, eventually it comes full circle to a year later. So Well, it's actually two years. The, oh, the film two? takes place during the course of two years. Oh. But do you think that, like, we needed to know exactly where she was? Do you think we needed the information of how she got this job or that job, how long she was with this job or that job? Uh, did you feel at all off your footing no. when when that mis- information was missing? And I'll tell you why. Because there's a foundation made for it earlier in the film when she goes to a work source place and yeah. uh, they tell, like she tells them, I would love to work. I love working. Yeah. And that's like a whole nother issue in this country. Because she's recommended to take early retirement and she, she rejects that idea. She says she, she needs to work. Yeah. Well, and you can tell she likes to be busy. Yeah. You know, and that's how she's... That's right, exactly. You know, that's how she is. And there's so many people that love to work, but then they can't get a job. So I got the sense that she's going to find work herself. She has to take matters into her own hands. That's what I got from it. So I wasn't bothered by, okay, now she's doing the potatoes and now she's doing restaurant work mm-hmm. or that didn't bother. it didn't bother me what about like uh having a sense of her place where she was in the country from time to time yeah it it would have been great to have had more info i'm sure people that 
live near these places that are featured in this film know exactly where things are happening and they have a better sense. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't know the country that well, so I was battling a little bit, but I also didn't care. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because she could be traveling anywhere. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I honestly don't have all um, much to add, and I think you're right. This isn't a film that really needs to. We need to go into any detail. There's no huge story points or story arcs. I, I probably will talk to you off mic about the end of the film but i don't think that's something that we need to necessarily do here so i think it's very clear that both of us think that the good outweighs the bad uh here i i I think we hardly saw any issues with the film at all upon first viewing so what would you rate the film out of 10 shanna probably a nine Mm -hmm. yeah do you think that you know last year we we were very insistent never rarely sometimes always is the best movie of 2020 i believe you had named it that as well as my myself Mm. in our 2020 uh, episode do you feel like it has a strong contender here uh in uh, nomadland i think it's a strong contender but with never rarely sometimes always it was a huge connection for me Mm mm-hmm this one you know it's a different phase of life that's being depicted and so it doesn't have that huge connection with me but i do think so i don't have like absolute certainty about it okay but i know that it's going to do well with awards if that makes sense well i'll tell you look i think that right now nomadland's been getting 88 uh, wins in awards season I think the fact that I never rarely sometimes always is not even remotely close to the top five or even close to getting as many awards as Nomadland is a damn crime and a shame because never rarely sometimes always is a great film. However, Nomadland in terms of award season is rivaling it. This is a 2021 movie to be clear, and it will be talked about at the end of 2021 by us. I am sure. But in terms of awards, this is a, a, a good rival for sure, as, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it really should be considered Nomadland or Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. But unfortunately, Nomadland is running away from it. Don't be surprised if you hear in the next couple months it has won all the titles. But <laughs> uh, that's pretty much our thoughts on Nomadland, I think, yeah? Yeah, I will say that there's a nice father-son moment that happens. And yeah. it's this lovely depiction of, you know, you're, you're a father, you go away to heal, you come back and it's a different relationship. And it's kind of this reminder that fathers and sons go away from each other, but they, there is this chance that they come back together again. Okay. And I think that that was really beautiful. Okay. Not a universal experience, uh, one that's always the case, but... Uh, definitely one that's depicted here. Uh, again, in case I don't think I even mentioned, I give the film nine out of ten as well. Those are our thoughts of No Man Land. What do you think of the film? Feel free to email us at thegibsonreview at gmail dot com. Uh, Shanna, tell people where they can find you online, and uh, we'll talk about what people can find soon from the movie lovers. You can find me at Shanna underscore Paxton underscore photography on Instagram. And on Flickchart, Spellbinding A. Excellent. TheGibsonReview.com. 
go to thegibsonreview.com. All reviews, past episodes, and various other articles on there. You can also follow on social media, thefacebook.com slash thegibsonreview, or on Instagram, the Gibson 99 we are currently doing a poll for black history month of your favorite black cinema on instagram stories go ahead and check that out we, that will definitely be still in the middle in the thick of it at the time you're listening to this bonus episode also check the gibsonreview.com for the disney through the years articles i am expecting very shortly to have posted the latest piece on Disney through the years, this time on the animated features of the 50s, reviewing each one and ranking them. Next time on The Movie Lovers, very soon here, you will hear our review of The United States versus Billie Holiday. No film faves for that episode, so we will be having a weekend review segment and a main event review. If you haven't already, check out our previous episode where we reviewed the other 2021 release that we reviewed uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. And we counted down our 12 favorite black cinema films. Until the next time, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying bye bye.